are listening to the Paranormal Chronicles radio show. Here is your host, paranormal researcher and author of the best-selling A Most Haunted House, Gavin Lee Davis. Welcome and thank you for joining us. My name is JL Davis, author of the number one best-selling paranormal true account that is haunted horror of Haverford West and founder of theparanormalchronicles.com. Tonight we have a strange Pembrokeshire paranormal case with shades of cryptozoology, paranormal activity and a very strange and mysterious twist that will leave you scratching your head. This series is brought to you by sick-books.com. Sick-books.com publishes incredible books on the paranormal, the unexplained and the spiritual. Find them on Facebook as Sickbooks, the world of the paranormal or visit www.sick-books.com today. Our Pembrokeshire-centric episodes are brought to you by Haverford West's very own Victoria Bookshop. Victoria Bookshop exclusively stock signed copies of Haunted Horror of Haverford West, so contact them for yours today. Thank you so much for the 5,100 plus downloads. We are growing so quickly and we appreciate all of you so much. Remember to follow as our followers get monthly prizes and at the end of tonight's episode I'll be announcing three winners that have won signed copies of Haunted Horror of Haverford West. Also stay tuned as I tell you of how one of our followers will be winning a £25 or dollar Amazon gift voucher. We love giving you our followers free stuff so follow, listen and stay tuned. The new free Paranormal Chronicles magazine is out now. 175 jammed packed pages. It's free. So visit www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine and get read in. Also check out last week's episode about a UFO sighting in Birmingham and how it changed a man's life forever on tonight's show. Is there a strange creature lurking in a graveyard in Haverford West? What have eyewitnesses been seen for over 50 years? Is the mysterious owl man a cryptid creature, an alien, ghost, demon, or just an ordinary person? Our Pembrokeshire-centric on-location episodes like the Clay Lane Paranormal Activity episode, Tim Govan's Myths and Legends, and the in-depth report on the Devil Hound has been so well received that we had to do another one quickly. We'll always bring Pembrokeshire paranormal accounts to life for you. The owl man of Haverford West is a creature that we at the Paranormal Chronicles have extensively researched and reported, with local teams like Paranormal Postmortem now regularly on the case. Tonight we explore the origins, the sightings, the twists and turns of this peculiar creature. If you have an account, story or theory to share, then find us on Instagram or Facebook at The Paranormal Chronicles. Tweet us at Paracron or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. On with the show. paranormal chronicles offices we occasionally receive a bizarre case which is just enough plausibility that we are obligated to investigate i had heard about a strange creature when i was growing up but it had become forgotten and lost in time and when the subject re-emerged in 2013 i just knew i had to take a look i have documented the events to such degree that paranormal investigators from far and wide come to investigate this most peculiar creature that lurks in an old church in haverford west this is the case of the Haverford West Owlman, and everything has a beginning. When I was around 11 years old, I had started to get interested in the paranormal, and at this time there was an old drunk that lived near me. He was a former crew member on a merchant navy ship, but a kindly enough man. He was a character, to say the least, with every other word, a colourful metaphor, and he seemed perpetually attached to a tankard of his own brew. 
One summer he told me that around 20 years previously, that would have made it around the mid-1960s, that he's walking, drunk of course, through the St. Thomas Churchyard in Haverford West, at night, on his way to another pub, when he was frightened out of his wits by a giant owl that flew from a tree above him and landed in front of him. He claimed the owl creature was around six feet tall, had the legs of a man, the wings of a bird, and a round face made up of white hair and feathers, with a protruding nose, not a beak. The fellow said he sobered up quickly and ran as fast as he could, and when he found safety in the pub, he found nothing but ridicule and jokes at his expense. Apart from an elderly man who claimed that he had seen the owl man around ten years previously, which had frightened him early one morning when the town was still slumbering before the start of a new day. I quizzed my drunken man for further information, but that was all he could recant. He said one minute he was drunk, the next he was running for his life. Now obviously, as excited as I was by this tale, I had colossal amounts of doubts, as the man was in fact drunk most of the time. However, to his credit, this was the only time he ever shared a story of this ilk, as they usually consisted of him rambling on about his Navy days. That sailor sadly died a few years later due to alcohol-related illness, and with him, the Owl Man. And as I moved on in life, the story was fired away deep in my mind. That was until this. A young couple were walking through St. Thomas's on their way to the Haverford West Town Centre in early November 2013. To help set the scene, St. Thomas is a church that has stood proud over Haverford West at over 250 years and once served a local parish. Today it is surrounded by broken greys and rusted spike railings, tall dark trees towering above. A lane runs along the graveyard where the backs of the old houses are Goat Street. In the grey light of winter is the epitome of a gothic setting. It is private property now, so investigators, please be respectful. The couple claim that a large man or creature covered in feathers had jumped down from one of the trees and ran through the broken tombstones at the churchyard at St. Thomas's. They were frightened and they ran off. The young man returned with a friend a short time after to see if he could take a picture of the creature but to no avail. The girl spoke to some friends who said they had listened to the live paranormal investigation I had conducted for Halloween, which was broadcast on the radio. I was soon messaged by herself on Facebook regarding the incident. The girl shall remain anonymous until a time she feels more comfortable as she is well known in the area. She does not wish to be harassed or ridiculed for experience. However, she has very kindly allowed me to publish her account in an attempt to see if anyone who hears this may have some information on her night's events. This is her testimony. We had just come from the cinema. It was around 10pm and we were to walk into town for a few drinks and meet up with friends as I was off the day after, which would have been a Sunday. We walked through the small road that leads to St. Thomas's and then the lane that runs through next to the railing and the churchyard. It had a street light and I walked it a few times and never felt threatened or anything. We were halfway down with the trees hanging above us and I heard this rustling and this thing fell and landed on the ground behind the railing. It was like a giant bird. It landed crouched and then it stood up, stretched its wings and then ran off across the yard. I screamed and we ran. We heard the rustling and it did make a uh noise when it landed and then it ran off. It was dark, but of what I recall it had white and grey feathers, but mainly white. I asked her again to bring me back to the night. I wanted to remember as much detail as possible for me. This is where true investigation lies in the details of the witness account. The devil is indeed in the detail. She closed her eyes and said, It's cold. We leave the cinema from the side entrance and people are heading off in every direction. Some are laughing and chatting. A few cars pass us. We walk up and we cross the road and walk left up that small street towards St. Thomas's. We walk past the main gate. Some of the houses in the small street have the lights on. They look cosy. It's cold outside. 
We were walking down the path and Dave, my boyfriend, has his arm around me and I'm excited to have a drink and get to the pub when I hear this rustling and this thing drops from a tall dark tree. It's just a blur of white. It looks small when it lands and then it stands up. It's the size of a man, tall, really tall. It has its back to us and it stretches its wings and it's covered in white and grey feathers. It looks huge. It then runs with its wings outstretched and we don't see its face or anything else and we ran. I didn't see where it went to. The feathers on this creature came to, say, the back of its knees and then its legs were just grey. I asked, skinny legs like a bird or thicker like a man's? She replied, I'm not sure it happened so quickly. Thicker think, not twig skinny. Again I asked, did you see its feet? Recall, think hard, did it have talons like a bird or feet like a man or something else? She replied, I can't honestly remember. I needed to know if she could discern an actual owl from a man, so I quizzed her further. Owls populate the area. Could it have been an owl? Would you recognise an owl or other large bird? She had this response. A man brought one into school once, and it was massive, but this one was huge. It was taller than my boyfriend, and he is around six foot. My friend said it might be a swan, but this was big, really big. Finally, I asked, would you say it could have been a man dressed up? She responded, confused. Yeah, but why? You would have to hide in a tree in the middle of nowhere and then drop out of the tree. You could hurt yourself for a start. Everyone thinks I'm making it up, but we did see something in the graveyard. I explained to her that this is not the first time I've heard the story to which she was relieved. I told her about an incident in the 1950s and then again in the 1960s. She asked if I ever had any further information to please let her know. There was more to come with this incredible account. There was a great many questions unanswered. Could the sleepy town of Haverford West have its own Mothman-style creature? Mothman is a legendary creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area of West Virginia from 15th of November 1966 to 15th of December 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Register dated 16th of November 1966, titled Couple See Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. Or were perhaps Halford West residents creating this creature to harass and scare for their own amusement or some other motive? I began delving through local parish records and looking at the census reports from the time the church was built to current times to see if there were any clues, anything of significance that could be attached to the sightings. I found a report from 1963. It stated that some pedestrians using the side lane along St. Thomas's had been startled by a man in strange garb that had leapt out of them making strange sounds. Surely this was an owl man. I now had four potential sight in stretch over a 50 year period and one recorded in recent times. My immediate reaction was that this was no paranormal creature, nothing to get the cryptozoologist excited about. This was, I believe, a man and for whatever purpose was dressing up as a bird and frightening unsuspected passers-by. The clues were there that the creature's crouch and made a uh noise when it landed, just as a person would if it fell or leapt from any great height. When its wings were spread it had man-sized grey legs and it ran off immediately, not giving anyone a detailed look at its features. This person liked the thrill and the element of terror imposed on the unsuspecting, plus he liked to keep his identity a secret. Surely after 50 years, someone would know who he was. Now he was either very old and had come out of retirement a few days after Halloween 2013, despite perhaps being in his 70s or 80s, or someone had taken up his mantle. This was now my main focus, to find out who was doing this and why. After interviewing some locals, I was informed that a lady that had lived in the area for over 50 years was still a resident in the area. I had to speak to her, surely she would have heard of this strange occurrence. She has since passed away, but the conversation I had with her was one of the most head-scratching ones I have 
ever had in my paranormal career. Mrs. Thomas, you get used to such coincidences, was a widow in her late 70s and had lived in the area for over 50 years and was delighted to speak to me. She offered me in and we sat in front of a fire with tea and biscuits, the cat purring on her lap, and I explained why I was investigating and how I'd come to be speaking to her. She sat back in her chair and she began to chuckle. This is what she told me. When I was about 20, maybe younger, it was after the war. I remember that much, and it wasn't like it was today, as a lot of the courting we did was done quietly and out of the way. We used to go to St. Thomas's. We used to dare each other to go in and see if ghosts would get us, and some of the boys, well, they were only after one thing. I remember this one lad, and he had some kind of slowness. He had a child's mind. But he was older than us, maybe mid-thirties. He would follow people up there at night. I think he was just lonely and wanted attention, but now and then he would jump out and scare people. I think his name was Harry or something like that. I felt he was harmless enough. He never hurt us. He just made us jump all the time and made this weird laughing noise and run off. One night he jumped down at us and making bird noises and such and he had this big cloak on with feathers and string tied to it and it gave us quite a fright. But it was just Harry. As years went on, I'm sure he kept at it as now and again you'd hear the owl man or a bird man at the churchyard. But it was just Harry. I'd forgotten all about it till now. I asked Mrs. Thomas if Harry was alive, if he could be contacted. And she said, oh no, that Harry had been dead 30 years or more. Pursued a Matt asking if someone could possibly have continued his ritual of scaring people. She was adamant that no one could have. Harry is almost hermit-like and occasionally he'd be seen in town in late years with long white hair and beard kept himself to himself. He had no family and no real friends that she knew about. Perhaps Harry's exploits have inspired someone to continue with the Owlman shenanigans. Maybe a neighbour or a rare friend of his inherited his feathered cloak and the idea, or as Mrs. Thomas said, maybe it's Harry's ghost still haunting the grounds of St. Thomas's to give a scare and a fright to unsuspecting townfolk as they pass through in the night. As an investigator, you can never have a clear-cut opinion on what you are going to investigate. As one door closes, another one opens. And just when you think you have all the answers, the paranormal world changes all the questions. The mystery continues, unsolved for now. There we have it. What do you think the owl man is? Cryptid, ghost, demon or just a man? Do you have such a legend in your area? Let us know via Facebook or Instagram at The Paranormal Chronicles or email paranormalchronicles at aol.com. Right, followers, I have three signed copies of Haunted Horror of Halford West to give away. Huge thanks to our series sponsor, sick-books.com, for this. The launch of the series, we did a competition, so here we go. Our Instagram follower winner is The Spirit Chick. Our email winner is Jessica Gomez from Houston, Texas. And our May giveaway follower is truth is now thank you to all winners keep following as there will always be stuff to give away plus next month we will have another book giveaway plus one lucky follower will win a 25 pound or dollar amazon voucher by simply following the winner of that will be announced in one of our september 2019 episodes so if you're listening to this and haven't followed the series then what's holding you back it's quick easy painless and you can win cool stuff while listening to our paranormal series so follow now check out page 69 of issue 3 of the paranormal chronicles digital magazine which is out now at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash 
magazine for full details of the Amazon gift voucher giveaway. And while you are there, enjoy 175 pages of ghost pictures, UFO encounters, hauntings, articles on life after death, future lives, spirituality, and strange creatures. It's all free for you. Head to www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. Let me leave you with this. It is important that everyone that listens to our show knows that we appreciate you so much. Not just for listening, but for being you. Your life is important. You are important. And your life really matters. We are honoured that you explored the unknown with us. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Thank you. Sleep well. My name is Claire Waters and I would like to invite you on an incredible journey. I have written a book based on my personal experiences called Raising Faith, a true story of raising a child psychic medium. It's my family's extraordinary experiences with our young daughter's ability to communicate with spirits and the inspirational lessons learned on our journey. Raising Faith is currently available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle and wherever books are sold. Join me on this beautiful and incredible adventure. For more information on Raising Faith, visit my website, raisingfaith.co.uk, or my Facebook page, Raising Faith Book. See you there. Sixth Books will take you to other worlds, haunt you, open your mind, and push you far beyond the veil of the unknown. Sixth Books is a leading publisher of books on the body, mind, and spirit, the paranormal, consciousness, ancient wisdom, and the afterlife. Explore today, learn today, open your mind today, read today. Visit sixth-books.com today. The world as you know it is about to change. Do you wish for more paranormal and spiritual content? The Paranormal Chronicles magazine is a free digital magazine crammed with the very best in paranormal and spiritual articles and features. No sign-up, no subscription, just free reading and knowledge for you. Read today at www.theparanormalchronicles.com forward slash magazine. The International Chart Topping. Haunted Horror of Haverford West has been described as terrifyingly real a must read shocking and chilling brilliance genuinely worrying utterly frightening don't read before bed described as one of the spookiest writers out there best-selling author gl davies presents haunted horror of haverford west the true paranormal account that is shocking the world dare you enter dare you read haunted Horror of Haverford West is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, and wherever books are sold. Pray you never have to live there.